Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. All right, so hello to the listener. I'm Kieran, and here today with my dating guru interview, I've got Bradicus. How's everyone going? Hey, guys. Hello, hello. What's up, what's up? How should we start this? Well, let's start by basically explaining to everyone who you are, what you do, and then let's go into how you became the person that you are today. Sounds fine. Do you want me to begin now, or do you want to say anything more? No, 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 start. Okay, guys, well, I don't know, some of you might know who I am already. I have a YouTube channel, my name's Bradicus, I also have a very big Instagram, and um, I've been doing pickup for over six six years. Um, I've been been the dating coach for about three years now, and um, I teach men how to basically pick up women in any country, in anywhere around the world, because I've been traveling um, around the world intensely, like literally everywhere, apart from Africa. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. But I can tell you guys about my journey because there was there was a time in my life where um, I felt like I had nothing going for me. No girl wanted me. I was getting no results. I would even like, you know, I'd even work on my body and have like a six pack and stuff. And, you know, a year would pass without, you know, any... Um, any sex, let alone even kissing a girl. So there's just nothing going on with girls. Girls wouldn't like... If a girl looked twice at me, I would have no fucking idea. So it's my, she might as well not have looked twice at me because I wouldn't have known. Just nothing was happening. And the social circle groups I had were like, you know, just lame as fuck. And um, often I'd feel, you know, depressed. Um, and if there ever was a girl in the very... The long span of time where I didn't have girls, I would think about her for an extremely long period of time, and it would put me, you know, in um, a down in a downward spiral, and it just made me like a, a weak person with women. So, I guess the way this all started um, for me to want to improve was me being in a shit position because, like, this is there's a there's a saying, right? Um, what's the fucking saying? Well, I'll, I'll, the, the idea is if, if you've got nothing going for you and you almost have nothing to lose, it's like there, there comes a point where you're just like, fuck this, I can't live like this forever. i got to do something about this. And there, there was a point that might have triggered this. I mean, I, I proposed to this girl and she, I don't know, she, she, didn't even, she didn't even give me a yes or a no. And it was just like, I don't know, I was very needy and the girls pushed them away. Um... And this happened to basically any girl I'd interact with, and it wasn't very many because I didn't get to meet many girls. So when I did meet a girl, it was a very important thing for me, you know. Um, so what? Hey, can we can we just go back to the proposal though? Because like that sounds really powerful. So right, what yeah. exactly happened? You were you proposed to her, and then she ignored you. Yeah. So I spent um, spent some time with this girl I was I actually got arranged to meet up with her because I didn't fucking know how to meet girls on my own so my friend hooked me up with her he's like dude this, I know this girl she's coming to your city she's a friend of my uh, the girl that I the girl that I, that, that I like and she's coming to your city so show around um, and you know, I was really into video games at the time so the girl would like want to call me and I'd be like oh I'm in a I'm playing a video game I can't so I'd never get a, I never get to talk to her but like I did talk to her eventually and she came 
and we 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 hung out. And I I guess I really liked her. Well, like I know the holding hands and everything, and I'm like um, getting along. Um, and then my friend invited me to go to his uh, wedding, and that girl was uh, the girl was um, there. So and that wedding went for a while. It was like a week, a week or so. So I saw her there and um, uh, developed developed some. Uh, Feelings, you no know, kissed her and everything. We slept in the same bed, and I didn't know how to how to escalate on a girl or anything. So we slept in the same bed, and I didn't even know how to um, to have sex with a girl because I thought having sex with a girl was like, can we have sex? It wasn't <laughs> about it wasn't about turning on the girl or making her feel sexy or making her feel appreciated or getting her to express herself to get her out of her own hair to make to baby step it to get her to take her clothes off slowly. I thought it was like, should we have sex? Can I have sex with you? And to just say that to a girl with no build-up is, like, so horrible for a girl. And it's so, like, shoddy as fuck. So I did that. Oh, my God. That, that's actually what you did. You, you just asked her to have sex with you. Yeah, because I didn't know what the fuck to wow. do. Wow. You know, yeah. I thought you were kind of exaggerating at first. I didn't realize you actually literally did that, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck to do, dude. I, uh. um, the, to me, that was, like, how you had sex with a girl. I didn't know what to do. Um uh. And I guess I didn't emotionally know what to do because I was like fucked in the head. So she was just like, I don't know. Her response was like, I'll think about it. Which is like mm. the lamest response because at least if you get a no, you're like, okay, we're not having sex. If I think about it, you're like, fuck, I should, I should keep trying. But my idea was trying was, can we have sex now? What about now? And oh my God, it's so chony. What the fuck's wrong with me? So um, that, did, that didn't work out. Obviously, he didn't have sex for and then I don't know, spent more time with her and uh, I got more feelings for her than she got for me, which I guess she had some, but bought her some necklace and then she went back to her country and I was like, fuck, how do I see her more? Should I ask her to marry me? And that obviously she didn't, she heard it and said, once again, I'll think about it, but never answered. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was chody as fuck. Because she knows she said no, it would be too mean, but she said yes, that was a bad idea to marry me at the time. Mm. Um, Mm. So... Obviously, that's why she said, I don't know, and that, like, kind of, um, that, among with a few other things, so more minor, made me think, fuck, I need to change something, because, like, this girl's in my head for way too long, and I just, I can be doing so much more things, but I'm just not allowing myself to do it. I need to get off my ass and do it, and then I you know, found out about a lot of, um, pick up stuff, and I tried to go out, and lo- at first, I just used lines when I'd meet women, you know? Just feel free to interject anytime you want. Yeah, 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 I will do, but you know, you're doing great, so keep going. Yeah, so I'd go out and use like stupid pickup lines and shit when I first started. This is my idea, okay, I have to try to meet girls, saw some videos online, I use pickup lines, the girls laughed, that means the girls are kind of happy, that's more than I've ever gotten from any girl that I can think of that I've ever talked to randomly, which is almost none. Um, Let's try to do that. So first, I I went out um, at night. I had to get really drunk and did it. And then I like tried to do it in the day and I couldn't do it. So I got drunk and then I managed to do it. So I got drunk and I talked to some girl in the grocery store and I, I must've said something dumb and I can't remember because I was drunk, but she liked it. Went on a date with her, but I didn't know how to like kiss a girl. So I spent the whole day talking to her. At the end of the date, she's like, I'm going to go now. And I think it was by that time I kind of like scared her, but I didn't know because at the time I hadn't, I didn't know how to read girls. So I think she just scared her off. She's like, I'm going to leave. And I didn't know if she had to leave or she was scared, but. I just thought she had to leave it. If I if I was in a situation now, I bet it's because she was scared. That's why she had to go, but I just couldn't read it. So I was thinking, okay, she has to go and I haven't kissed her yet. So I'm like, okay, I better kiss her. So I'm like, okay, I want to say bye to you. And then she's like, okay. And then I try to kiss her and she was, 
should have okay I've, I've got a question uncomfortable <laughs> I've got a question so what was going through your head in this period then so you've approached no you've proposed to the girl and the girl's just ignored you i imagine that probably made you feel oh this probably the worst you've ever felt no i I get i I get that but this is probably not too far afterwards right yeah so So it was sometime afterwards but by this time now i would have forgotten about that because i was like out trying to improve myself and that was all that was i was focused on but, no, no, I hear you. So my, my question is, so yeah, I know, I know. So if you rewind a few months ago when I was, my head was all on that girl. Um, well, I was feeling really shit because, um, like you, you can't really explain your your emotions when you when you don't have much experience in the world, you don't have much abundance. Your mind and your emotions fixate on the last important thing that happened, and that was nothing in, even happened for me much. So for me, that was a big deal. So my mind would just think about that a lot. Because that's all that happened, and when you think about something a lot, you you attach feelings to it, you attach meaning to it, and it didn't have much meaning. But I attached more meaning to it than I need to have. So it just, I just found myself thinking about things I shouldn't think about, and that kind of made me like anxious or even almost depressed. And it would like, you know, I would have to. The only way for me to get away from it was to distract my mind playing video games or something. And it came a point where I was like, I'm just sitting in my house playing video games every day, and when I'm not doing that, I feel sad. So fucking, I need to change something. Mm. you know and so when you initially went out and decided to change your life mm. number one i imagine that was terrifying because it was for me yeah it was and if people judged me my friend said you shouldn't do that like like you can't go up to her and talk to random girls that's harassment or you're weird just be a normal person or you know these girls aren't gonna like you like don't even try like it's it's weird to talk to random strangers. Why would you do that? Like all this, you know, just lots of negative feedback. Um, so I did basically what the method I had was don't tell anyone. If I tell my parents, they'll judge me. If I tell my brother, he might be a little bit more open-minded. Tell my sister, she won't she'll judge me. If I tell my friends, they'll judge me. I can't tell anyone. I've got to just do this and seek out people on the internet that are doing it too. Um, I can't tell anyone I know. Mm. Mm. And how long were you actively doing all of this stuff in secret before? Oh, it, could, it could be for like half a year, a year. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I imagine you probably had like loads of spectacular fuck ups along the way as well. Like loads of times when I don't know, like maybe a girl told you to piss off or she just wasn't oh, interested. Oh, way and worse. You felt crushed. Yeah. There, there were some fucked up situations that happened, right? So, a girl, this, you got girls that tell you to fuck off, leave me alone. But then you got me, where I I see that girl again and don't recognize her. So, I approach her again on a later day, and she's like, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I told you to fuck off before, I just go away, stop harassing women, whatever. It got to the point where some women hated me so much, they saw me talking to other girls. And this was even in the day, at the night, this happened even more, but in the day, they'll would, they would take it upon themselves to save that, save that girl. They'll be talking ah. to a girl, and they'll come over like, this guy's harassed me four times already. Oh, you developed a reputation. He does this to a lot of girls, like, mm. and then they would like try to cop block me, and they would like mm. use that, right? And this happened more at night as well, because girls do this at night as well. Some girl, some girl came up and like kicked me in the balls or some shit. Like randomly because she said harassed her or something, but I didn't really harass these girls. I was just like, girls don't realize that we're not harassing them. We just don't know how they feel. And we don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Right. So yep. we don't know how to read a girl. We're gonna we're gonna try to flirt with them. We're, we 
whatever. But that's not us harassing them or intentionally harassing them. That's just us not understanding. And at the time, I had no fucking idea. So I guess, fair enough. I understand why the girls reacted the way they did, but they just don't understand. That that's not how I feel. That's well, you know what? There's guys. something very powerful about what you're saying, though. Mm. And what's quite powerful is, so most guys who are listening to this... Mm. Who want to approach girls it's scary and it's like oh my god what if they do this what if they do that what if they do slap me what if they do kick me in the balls etc but mm. what actually i've learned and i guess you must have learned this as well otherwise you haven't you wouldn't have gotten to where you are now where you have your pick and choose you have your choice of women mm. it's no different to play in a video game and explain what i mean because you play video games or at least used to if i'm playing super mario right uh-huh. And I try and jump over a gap. Mario falls, Mario dies. And he goes, Mamma mia. And Mario's dead. Now, that is the same as approaching a girl and like not getting her number. The only difference between Mario and real life when I'm trying to get a girl's number is that if the average guy is playing Mario and Mario dies, he doesn't attach anything to it. He just thinks, oh, Mario died. So he just plays again. Mm approaching women or learning how to interact with women it's all the same stuff so when a girl kicks you in the balls that's just the equivalent of mario falling into lava okay fine so you know let's just play again and just play again so all of the negative experiences that you've had ultimately they don't matter you're still here you're still alive and the majority of those women probably wouldn't recognize you if they saw you today but you've gained the skill set that you've gained a massive skill set as a result of doing it you see it's all just about how you choose to look at things hmm. yeah you see what i'm saying but just me here i got kicked on the balls because i put the girls i put made a field report and she was in it and she found it so that's why she kicked me in the balls she had yeah. somewhat somewhat of a reason to do it but mm. girls mm. don't normally just do that because you cold approach them but um, you will get fuck-offs and shit, like that happens. If you do get fuck-offs, it means that you're pushing things very hard. Um, and it might mean that you need to pay attention to how the other person's feeling. Um, if you're getting girls that don't listen to you and they just walk off, it means you need to be more assertive of your presence. You need to, the girl, you need to be more heard, you know? Mm. You know, there's different. There's all different, different sticking points. So the sticking points I had when I first started... Is um I went in I went in all all guns blazing because like I need to know I need I needed to change this and I went in you know first drunk and I like built um built like I just went in I just went in hard all the time um I'd even go in like physical from the start in the day sometimes so I my my sticking points was like I was a bit I wasn't reading the girl's emotion I was going in too strong I wouldn't listen to the girl so much um and I'd like probe at the girl. As you know, like, and I wouldn't, wouldn't really, I uh, wouldn't be like a two-way thing. It'd be like me kind of just like probing them and shit. I don't know. I'll and, and I'll just do it. To just I'll do it just to get the results. I'm like, I'm doing for the story. I do it to get the results. But like, I, I, I hardly ever, ever like thought about the girl's perspective. It was all about mine. So that was something that I like. I, I really made mistakes on for a long time until later on, uh, which, which when I changed that it was like big difference when I um, yeah why do you say it's important to read a girl's emotions what is it about that that is key and integral to success with women yeah so if you know how a girl uh, feels you can you you can you can adjust the way you act um, to make her more comfortable or make things go more smoothly if you know how a girl feels 
you know, you know if it's time to leave or you should talk to more, you should persist more, you should be more physical because sometimes a girl wants you to take her to a bar and she'll, that's how she feels and she'll, the way she feels like that, she'll send us own cues. If you can't read them, instead of taking to a bar, you're going to continue standing there, I don't know, doing dumb shit and she's going to be like, fuck, he doesn't get me. Or if a girl wants you to go away and you're, you're wasting time talking to her and you can talk to someone else and you think she's interested, you're wasting your time, you know? So, um, you need, first of all, reading a girl is useful for you. The reading a girl is useful for you because it's going to help you because you're going to know what to do. Second of all, reading a girl is useful because it makes her feel good. And it's a two-way thing. Like you can read a girl, it makes her feel more comfortable, makes her feel better that you can understand her. And if you can understand her, she's more likely to want to understand you. If she wants to understand you, it's going to be more fulfilling experience for you because she's going to she's going to do things that make you feel good. If people, if people feel like they're understood and you're understanding them well, they're going to try to understand you in return. And that will make you feel fulfilled in a way. It'll make you feel like it was a genuine interaction. You're going to come out feeling really good about it. Uh, one thing I want to say to guys who are listening as well is that assuming that this is all quite new to you and you're at the beginning of your journey, women give incredibly subtle signals as well. So as men, we usually say what we want. Like, I would like to go here. I would like to go there. Would you like to have sex with me? But with women, it's it's subtle. It's subtle. So, for instance, a, a girl showing you interest might be something like she walked past you and put her hand on your shoulder to steady herself as she walked past. And that's the signal. So what Brad's saying here is actually very, very, very important that learning to read women and the subtle signals that they give is just sort of key and integral. Um, out of curiosity, Brad, or should I say Bradicus, yeah. could you tell me... Um, a couple of the like insights that you gained. So, like, we know you said you didn't know how to read women. Are there certain things that you learned that when you did, you were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I've been doing this wrong for so long." Yeah, so anything like that. One one good thing is um, you should give the girl space to um, to like uh, make a decision she wants to talk to you because if you just if you're just prodding her and gaming her, she never gets the time to think if she likes you or not. Things are happening to her. So if you just leave more silences and you give a decision to think for herself and you give her more space, but then you also can touch her and compliment her and do things, but you also have space in between. And it gives her time to make a decision and give you stuff in return as well. Um, and that comes from reading the girl. If you, you're reading her and you, you're like, you, can, you can see that she's uh, not fully invested, you shouldn't be fully invested in yourself. So um, when I started uh, giving, um, and also using this other, doing this other thing where you give the girl way out, where you say something like, oh, I, um, I, have, I have stuff to do today. To, I have stuff to do today, so don't feel like I'm going to be here forever and like I have stuff to do. So um, I want to talk to you for a bit, but I'm not going to be here for too long. You're telling the that girl, would be in the initial approach, right? Yeah, you're, you're telling the girl mm. that um, she's, she's safe, basically. Whereas mm. when I first started, I'd be like, I would be like, I'm not saying that <laughs> because mm. I wouldn't, wouldn't come to my mind because I wouldn't think of the girl's perspective. And I didn't, in my mind, I didn't want to leave because I wanted to make something happen. But I didn't think mm. about the girl's perspective. So something I um, I quickly realized was um, obviously that if I took, there's no exact sub communication that you should look for. Like the girl looked to the left, so you should do this. There's nothing like that, but there's a general feeling. Um, and if you read people, you can see that. So. Um, you know, if a, if a girl, oh, like for someone who doesn't know, what is subcommunication? Uh, this, it's the way that a girl's communicating uh, with you through her body language and the tonality of her voice and her posture. 
So if she's, she's, if she's nervous, she might dart her eyes and look down at the ground, you know? Um, if she's, if she's, um, angry, she might, um, she might kind of give you a grin of like, um, she'll mush up her face or something. You know, it's, it's probably even more subtle than that. With some girls, it's like, if she's angry, she might just, she might just open her eyes a bit more and look shocked, um, or something. Uh, or she might just squint at you. Um, if, if, a, if a girl's interested, she opens up her eyes, um, without squinting and like kind of looks, it gives you the stage and gives you very strong eye contact. Um, you know, they're, they're very basic things to read actually, but they're also, they can also be a little bit more subtle because they're not, the girls don't necessarily do them the whole time. They might just do it for a moment and it's a subtle sign. Um, um, if, um, I mean, you know, obviously, if, if a girl's there, if, if a girl's standing there talking to you, there is some level of receptiveness and interest. So, if you talk to a girl and she stops and talks to you, and she's continuing to stop and talk to you, even if you're not saying the most amazing things and you're leaving silences and she's still there, I mean, it's a good sign she's interested. Um, so, the the the, 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 the impo- most important sign to read is, you know, is she, these are the really most amazing signs for you. Like, is she is she is she continually looking at you? That's a good sign. Is she smiling? That's a good sign. And is, is she still there? If she's still there, that's a bigger sign because she's still there talking to you. That's that's a bigger sign because the fact that she's there means she's allowing you um, allowing you to continue. Just make sure that you're not forcing her to stay. Right? If you're not backing her up into a corner and she can't mm-hmm. move, that's that's something I would tell newbies to to not do. To give her enough space so she can leave. But if she decides to leave, that's a really good sign. But make sure that if she wants to leave, there's a way for her to leave. Um, yeah, it's like if you were standing with your back against the wall and mm. like let's say you're leaning against the wall mm. and she stood directly in front of you and she's got all of this space to mm. turn around and walk away but she's just looking at mm. you at the wall when there's nothing interesting past you whatsoever yeah. just the wall mm. she's probably quite interested yeah and you can probably. set you can set that up you can talk to the girl when as soon as you get any interest um you can say you can say, let's get away from the rain or the sun or whatever. And you just stand against the wall and lean back. And she'll walk there with you a lot of the time. And now the dynamics changed a little bit. And um, you can be reassured that as long as she stands there talking to you, she's interested. Whereas before, maybe it was because she was being polite or whatever. Mm. But now it's because she's interested. So you can move it into that kind of position, you know. Um, and then from there, you, it's a good idea to find out what she's up to. And, you know, off, take her for a drink or get a number. Like, that's... Um, that's what I would something that I would do. And for, for guys that is at first starting, I think um, one useful thing to say say at the start is, "Hey, don't let me interrupt you." But I just wanted to quickly uh, introduce myself uh, before I got on with my day. My name's Brad. Um, I thought that you looked I thought you looked interesting enough for me to come over and start a conversation with you based on uh, the way you're walking, blah 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 blah, and then to start talking to them. Um, but the, the important part there was you, you say you start off with, "Hey, I understand that." You're walking, so I'm not going to expect you to stop. Or I see that you're reading a book, so you can continue reading. You can you can just ignore me if you want because you know, I'm just stupid. But my name is Brad, or whatever. And it's, it's important to say that because it gives the girl, um, it makes the girl feel like you're not um, you're not expecting her to 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 stop what she's doing and talking to you, but you'd be happy for her to do so. Um, and it gives it's more inviting. It's more of a it's more of a friendly invitation to talk to you rather than a demand. And um, girls are more happy. Uh, to do so then because they have uh, they, it's like they've decided to do it and not only that if a girl's decide feel like she's made the decision to do it it's more investment from her behalf because if you if you've got to go and force her to talk to you she didn't decide to do it um that and it, 
it doesn't do much for her. Whereas if she died, decided to talk to her, it's more of a it's more of a thing she's going to remember. It's more of a thing she did. So it actually it makes her more interested as well. Mm. No, I hear you. One thing I found as well <clears throat> works a lot for me is a statement of empathy, which I think you kind of alluded to, yeah, where you basically literally what I just said in my point of view. That's how I would use a statement of empathy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So with me, it'd be something like, oh, you know, I understand that this is a bit random, but I had to tell you X, you know, so she understands that you understand that this isn't necessarily the, you know, the done thing socially. However, you felt the need to express whatever it is. Yeah. So it's just saying you understand her situation. I agree. It's like, I understand that you're in a rush. so I don't expect you to stop, but let me just do a statement of empathy. It's like you empathizing with their current situation. That's all it is. There's mm. some way you understand or you're empathizing with what they're doing right now and that basically means you have no expectations or you don't have a big expectation based on that you express that but then you're willing to move on straight away you don't you don't talk about you being empathetic for the situation for very long you don't make that topic of conversation you just say it and then move on because it's not mm. an interesting thing to talk about it's just something that helps the girl know that you're you're, you're safe she's safe and then you, 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 then you say what you, what you wanted to say. Because sometimes I'm like, use the same of empathy, man. And the guy will go up to the guy and be like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt you because blah, blah. And then he will just keep going about how he's not interrupting her. I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have to move on to something. Move on to what you actually wanted to say. All right. I've got another question. So what would you say are some of the uh, most common issues that the guys you coach come up against? And how do you usually help them to get past them? Well, one of the most common things is um, the, the, the most common thing is guys have an internal things, right? But a lot of the time, they, um, it's all self-perpetuated. And when they actually go out and approach and um, put themselves in a situation where they don't fully put themselves and express themselves and do things they wouldn't normally do, there's a side to themselves they've never seen. And it, and it, it just goes, there's an upward spiral from there. Um, well, I, I teach guys how to how to like get the fuck out of their head. I like, um, I... I hold them accountable and I'll do things to get them to be more expressive and fun. So when they go in, they're way more interesting person than they thought they could be. They're just as an interesting person as um, that is in them, but they're pushing it out. That's one thing I do. And then I'll, you know, there's certain sticking points um, guys have, right? You know, they, they might um, put their hand on a girl for too long or they might not touch her at all, or they might never fucking try to get a girl's number or they might only try to get a girl's number and never fucking take her for a drink. Um, there's just really all these things guys do that I'll take note of and, and, and make them aware of and um, suggest ways for them to fix it so then they can be um, fixing their sticking points at a way faster rate than they normally would because someone that's seen these things happen hundreds, thousands more times, you know, um, is literally putting, uh, m- making them aware of it uh, as soon as it happens. I mean, there's, there's so many mistakes that you can make that you might not be aware of right and the wings you have might be making them too so they might just be reaffirming them mistakes because they're not telling you to do them and you're seeing them do them but then you're playing it off as good game right so um there can be a there can be a lot of mistakes you know it could be not showing much empathy not complimenting the girl or over complimenting the girl um not sharing her any experiences about yourself so she doesn't know who you are or not getting to know her at all right um or it might be like that you didn't lead um, you didn't show any sexuality when you're on a date with the girl, not being physical enough. Um, it might be that when you when you get to the bedroom, you have some sexual problems, or or you're not escalating in the proper way when you get to the bedroom, or you you're trying too fast and the girl gets defensive and leaves. You know, 
um, there's all sorts of problems. You know, you're not you're not being empathetic. You're not listening to the girl. You're not you're not giving her a way out. Uh, the girl likes you, but you're not building comfort, or the, you're focusing on comfort, but you're never being too sexual. There's just so many. There's an array of problems. You know, or you know, you don't include when you're out at night. You don't include the girl's friends and the girl's cop like you, and you're just unaware of that and think they're bitches. You just, if you just understood them a bit more and you talk to the friends, or you'd overcome that. Or sometimes you're too friendly to the friends and you just let them take your girl away. Whereas if you're just a bit more, you're a bit smarter about the way you wrote it, things, they'll let you take her away. You know? <clears throat> what would you say is um, a great way for a guy to include the friends to the right degree and make sure that he doesn't get cut blocked? Um, it's to, to know when's the right time. So if you're talking to the girl and you see the girls looking at you two, um, that's a sign they might come and interject. If the girl's walking directly over to you two and you're talking to her, greet her before she can greet the girl. So, so the thing is, if you greet someone there, they're normally going to give you a positive response or an okay response. Whereas, but if you let the girl do what she was going to do first, um, then now the dynamic is they're talking and she gets control of what happens. And that could be bad. Whereas if the girl comes over and you greet her, you get to control of what happens. You're like, oh, I was talking to your friend. She's so nice. I'm sorry that I took her away from you guys. What's, my name is Brad. Sorry, you know, sorry for being silly. Blah, blah. Now you have control of the fucking situation and the girl's going to be way less defensive. Um, Interesting. My, my personal strategy for those situations is if there's a girl I like, and you know, girls are almost never out on their own, like ever. But anyway, point being, let's say there's four girls and there's one I like. I approach the group and I say, hey guys, how's it going? And over the years, I've perfected this habit or ability to say that with just a nice, friendly, reassuring, like positive energy giving energy. So then they will always invariably go, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. And then I talk to them. I have fun with them for maybe five minutes or so. And then at some point, I will speak to the friend of my target and I'll say, hey, by the way, I need to tell you something. And I'm not talking to the target. I'm talking to a friend. She'll be like, what, what, what? I really like your friend. And I'll point at the friend while still looking at. Sorry, I'll point at the target while looking at your friend. But I'm shy. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Then the friend usually finds that funny. The target finds that funny as well. And then there's like a bit of role role play with me talking to the target through the friend but not actually looking at the target if you see what i mean mm-hmm. something that i've put together over the years it worked well um i'm I've, you know sometimes do something like that but mm. you know, so, there's different situations where you know it's more useful than other times i'd say i mean sometimes mm. um the group's big enough that you can the group's big enough and the girl you talk to is not engaged in any of the group and you can just go over and talk to her and not address the group and mm. they really don't give a fuck right but you, sometimes you know you, it's, you need to address the group because you look really antisocial and stupid mm. um, and in fact you should be addressing the group more than not um, mm. because they are the girl's friends and that, that it's likely they're going to do something because most guys are creepy as fuck right which might include some of the guys that try to do it so um, it's best off talking to the friends first right what would you say makes a guy creepy because uh, that's a word I hear a lot nowadays and to be honest I don't really like the word because I think it gets overused and it kind of becomes like well, the, the a way, negative the way the, the way girls use it is normally a guy that first of all doesn't understand them a guy that they think wants something from them but it's not clear what they want so if you want to have sex with a girl and a girl if, and you're like you know um, you've been around the bush and it's not clear that you have a sexual vibe but it's 
she knows you want something that can be interpreted as creepy. Um, yeah. if, you're, if you're hovering around, that's one of the most creepy things to do. So before you approach the girl, if you like kind of stare at her for like five minutes and then talk to her, um, and especially if you're in your head about it, the more unsure you're about it, the more creepy you can come across. So the best thing to be is be certain, um, believe that, believe that you're one of your, what you're doing is good for the girl. It's, it's going to make her night, you know, she's going to enjoy it. It's going to come off as less creepy. Whereas if you're thinking, if you're, you're doubting what you're doing and you're like, fuck, I shouldn't compliment her. And then five minutes later, you're like, I'm going to compliment her. She's going to come across as not very genuine um, and stuff. And she's going to think that's creepy because she's going to think you compliment her just to get something. Because the way you go interpret this is you want to compliment her, you want a good game, you want to do something, but you don't believe in her. Um, to you, that means you're just unsure about yourself. But to her, that means you're trying to get something from her because you said something that you didn't believe. That means you're lying to get something from her. And she sees that yeah. Well, what I'll say as well to add to what you're saying is that a lot of girls don't realize that men can be shy. So, like, yeah, average guy, like, say, like, the guy who's looking at a girl for five minutes and then he approaches, he's actually just trying to work up the courage. He's terrified. He's like, girls, oh my God. girls see that as he's planning to do something. And yeah. He's like, you know, he's a terrorist or something, you know, not exactly. a social terrorist, a social terrorist, you know? Yeah, that's actually a lot of He's too shy to do He's shy. He's too shy to even expect sex from the girl, you know, but she might be, she might just be like, you know, comparing him with like a serial killer or something because, you know, serial killer maps out the targets and watches and that's how she's going to think about it. She's not thinking about you being a nice guy. Mm. The best example of what you're saying is um there's a radio dj in america called charlemagne charlemagne the god i don't know if you know who he is but basically he's he's quite popular in america and he's just getting more and more popular but he has women on his show and he will say outrageous things to them but without without batting an eye so uh, he has literally said to women he's like you know what i would happily suck a fart out of your asshole and he just says it but here's the thing they don't get angry and like these are like a-list celebrity type women as well it's not like he's saying it to average women who are going to be blown away by his star star power or something but they laugh they giggle and they don't get offended and the reason why they don't get offended is because there's no hesitation whatsoever he's just laying it out there he's like i think you're absolutely fucking hot like and like he'll just look them up and down he'd be like jesus christ like that dress Uh fucking hell and they react well and ultimately, what he's saying, telling some woman, oh, I'm go- I would suck a fart out of your asshole. That is creepy. Yeah, it's fucked up. But... Like, it should be, but it's get, not because get, of how he does it. If you get the girl in accepting open frame and you say something that is creepy by, by what, if anyone else would say it, you've got a girl in the frame of accepting what you're saying and she's going to just go over it now, right? It's just, it's a, if, it's, you can, the, the only way I think, the best way to get away with things saying things like that is creating a frame where she's going to just go with whatever you say at this point. Probably, mm. he's probably created that before he said it. I mean, he definitely wouldn't open. With, he wouldn't say that when the girl comes on the show. The first thing he'd say, I'm sure. No, no, no. I mean, I don't know if it's the first thing he says, but he, I guess he has created that frame. I don't know exactly specifically how he's done it, but if you just watch his interviews, he's just raw and just completely unfiltered. Mm. But then I guess that is more or less how you create that frame. Really, you just be yourself at all times and then people just expect it from you Mm. so yeah 
what would I what was I going to say to you next how what sort of coaching do you provide guys like how does that actually work so some guy comes to you and he says I don't know what the heck I'm doing please help me there's two things how right? do you help him? so the, the guys that can afford a boot camp um, or an immersion which goes anywhere from three days a three or four day boot camp or an immersion that goes for anywhere from one to four weeks so I, I fly to your city or the, the big city near you anywhere in the world uh, Europe USA Australia Asia um very, very select cities in Africa and the Middle East. Very select ones. I, I fly to a big city near you, you know, London or something, or Berlin or Moscow or something. And um, we work, we work person in person. And but the unique thing about this is, you know, I can fly anywhere, so um, you don't have to, you don't have to um, go to someone you don't want that's in the area. I can literally go there, and we do one-on-one coaching, so I can literally see. Uh, see you can you can see what's going on face to face. You can see how I do things. You can you can model me when I'm approaching, and then I can um, I can be giving you um, drills that literally um, tease out all your problems. So a lot of sticking points you have might be blind, uh, things that people don't see because they don't happen much. But I'm going to tease them out by giving getting you to do drills. I'm going to see them because the whole point of the drill is to tease out the problems. And as soon as I find the problem. Um, I'm going to make you aware of it and I'm going to give you things to do to fix it. And I'm going to do this on heaps of different things. And it's going to be intense, right? You're going to be pushing yourself a lot. Um, and by the end of it, especially if, if it's an immersion in particular, uh, you're going to have some really um, long-term habit changes. So all the sticking points you had before, if it's an immersion, uh, if we'd really pushed ourselves and done everything we could, by the end of it, there won't be sticking points anymore because um, the habit would have been, you would have built a habit of not doing them anymore. And then we'll just completely gone. They'd just be gone by the end of it. By on a boot camp, you're very aware of them. You know how to fix them. But um, you can make the mistakes again. But it's up to you to, to do what we're doing on the boot camp. Ronald's immersion, it's almost like um, that you can come out come, come out with the habits already there because we've been there for long enough. And they're almost already gone, you know, a lot of them at least. Um, and then I do online coaching for guys that are, you know, kind of, can't afford a boot camp or have a strict schedule where they can't go to certain places. Um, we just talk on the phone, um, talk on the phone uh, every set amount of time, and we text and we just talk about things. And you can send me field reports and uh, sometimes infinite recordings, and I can see what's going on through them. And um, I break down um, what they need to do and how they, how they need to do things in a more in a more um, in a different way. It's like it's still very personal. It's just. Obviously, it's not. I don't get to see the problems as face on face, and it's not as personal because they they're not they're not there with me in person. But we can still get to the the same same results if I if we identify things very correctly, which mm. in most cases we do. And roughly, how long would you say it takes a guy to start to notice some real changes or get to where he wants to be when he's so, coaching with you? Oh, when he's coaching with me. Mm. Um, well, I mean, real, real good change takes like a month, to be honest, because that's the way the brain works. But um, if if you've if you have a good foundation, real change. If you have a really good foundation, but like you have sticking points, but you just don't have, you haven't had. Um, you need someone to make you aware of them. You can with, with like with a good foundation and stuff. Um, even if you are a newbie, if you have a good foundation, it can happen um, in a few days. With someone that doesn't have a good foundation, I need to need to change all that and change the habits. It takes like a month. Is there, is there a general problem or problems that you have noticed the guys who come to you usually have? Like, is there some sort of like 
seeding issue that feeds into this whole i am terrible with women yes, or is um, it just a case of them not knowing they just a lot do. of the, the, the biggest problem is men just don't believe what they're doing has any value to the woman and they're very self-doubting and that comes across in everything they do so if i do tell them to do something that's amazing they won't believe it's amazing and they'll half heart it and do it in a really negative way that comes from their core beliefs right and um we we need to sh- we need to shape those cool beliefs and change them. We need to change the way you think about yourself and the, the way you identify about yourself. And obviously, part of that is showing you that women fucking can give you a good experience. You can give women a good experience and just get you guys to truly believe that. And all all and we'll just add all the technical things in there as well. Like the guys believe the guys can be good with girls, but they don't believe they can fuck them. Or the guys can be good with girls, but they didn't. They didn't think they could, you know, get a number or they couldn't, they didn't believe that, you know, it'd be so easy to get physical, you know, just small blue beliefs like that, like we can tweak. Yeah. You know what? One thing that really hit me when I was learning all of this stuff was that I remember at some point I learned that, oh, a great way to get a girl home is to basically, let's say you're on a date. You bounce from one location to another to another. And the reason being is that psychologically for the girl, it kind of feels like she's going on multiple dates. So let's say you go to a bar after half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, you go to another bar, you go to another bar. Okay, great. So in her head, it feels like multiple dates. Fine. Like that, I could do no problem, etc. But after that, it says, okay, so now this is what you're going to do. Walk back after the third bar just walk the girl back to your place like without saying anything then at some point she'll be like hey where are we going and you say we're going to my place but it has to be delivered like it's absolutely not even remotely a big deal Uh now i thought there's no way that's gonna work there's no way but i decided to try it and i remember the first time i tried it like the girl asked me she's like where are we going and i'm like we're going back to mine and i swear like every muscle in my face was fighting because like i knew that if i grimaced like you know it would ruin everything like i needed to seem like this was just normal so i'm fighting to look normal but guess what it worked and then like she was back at mine and then once she came back to mine we were like kissing passionately and had sex and it's like oh my god like oh my god i just decided to try this but it actually bloody worked and i I just couldn't believe it yeah yeah well that that i think that way requires more investment from the girl Mm. yeah three bars but um if you want to pull the girl after one bar quicker there's a way to do it but it's you tend to not use the word house if you want to do it that way Mm. tend to use the word let's go somewhere with a good view or I'm going to show you something we can go somewhere else if you know you're uncomfortable whatever that kind of thing but this is you can, you can like that that's what you should do if the girls are invested with you you should just tell her you just tell her directly like it's no big deal but if the girl doesn't know very lot very very well um she'll she'll have some uh <laughs> most likely she'll have some objections to it mm-hmm. yeah 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 her being fully invested and having a great time is actually key. Um, something that you said as well, which I think is very sad, which is the fact that most guys don't really believe that they have something to offer women. Hmm. You know? 
I think that is really sad and it's something that I come up against quite a lot as well you know like a lot of the guys no more or less all of the guys that I coach not even a lot of them all of them at their fundamental our brain needs proof you know guys before guys can believe they're good with women a lot of time they need they need some results right it's hard to just say to someone yep you're good with women now just believe it right we we need to we need to bring out the best in yourself get you in like get you in a little get you get you feeling like really amazing then you're going to go out and talk to girls and they're going to react well um you're going to you're going to do things that are better than you normally would do and then you're going to you're going to get the proof because um and then you're going to be like shit you know what this girls this is going a lot better than i thought it would and then you start to actually believe it and then, mm. then you do believe it because it's actually happening in front of your face you know mm. um but it's a process you know it's, it's hard to fake uh true belief if you don't you can't really believe something if you don't believe it you know yeah yeah yeah, this is it. We, we, need to, like, we need to do things that would that build up to making you believe it, and that is seeing that it fucking works, right? I feel like there's two ways to build belief. I think you can basically either affirm the belief constantly, mm. you know, by like, for instance, you get someone who tells themselves they're rubbish and that they're worthless, and eventually they'll believe it, but without actually being frigging worthless like people just tell you you're worthless you're like yeah i'm worthless and then you act like you're worthless i mean you can do that in reverse or you have to go out there in the feet in the trenches and like prove to yourself that you actually are capable of doing the very thing that you deep down don't think that you are capable of doing you see what i mean but it's kind of one of the two things and neither one is easy and that's another thing as well that i think guys who are listening to this conversation need to realize is that to get to where you want to get to it is gonna require a lot of work like it's just not gonna be easy it really isn't but it will happen like it will happen it's like if you eat enough food you will eventually get fat you know there's there's no way you're gonna eat like a fucking pig and stay slim unless your metabolism's epic but if you eat enough regardless of your metabolism you'll put on weight and if you go out there and if you push yourself to do things that are scary and if you listen to people who have been there before and can tell you where you're going right and wrong and if you also pay attention to i don't know right field reports and see analyze your own successes and your failures you will eventually get there even Uh though right now it feels like you won't yeah Mm. so I think this is a good place to end it, Mr. Bradicus Maximus. But how can people get in touch with you? Well, if you add me to the group, you can just tag me in the post. Also, what we can, what you guys can do right now is you can just search Bradicus on YouTube, B-R-A-D-I-C-U-S, and you'll have my whole YouTube channel. It's all there. Um, my my Instagram is also really good, Brad Social. You can type, you can type Bradicus, so Brad Social, no space. And um, then it's linked to my um, my both of those link to my bootcamps page, which is www.bradicus.com uh, forward slash bootcamps. You can find my coaching and you can contact me. My email is bradicus, uh, P-U-A at gmail.com. So they're, they're the ways you can talk, contact me. You can message me on Instagram. Um, that's another way to contact me. But it's, it's all there. Um, my Facebook is Bradicus Maximus. You can contact me there too. My Facebook group is Bradicus Central as well. I mean, there's a lot of ways to contact me. <laughs> Well, thank you very, very, very much for your time. No problem. Good conversation, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it.